So today I was working on a project and this thought hit me. I started thinking about how when we're in our time of need or when we've been pushed outside our comfort zone of our own dependence on our own resources and abilities, it hit me how sometimes I and others I know, like our view, and I'll say for me, my view of myself can really change. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm in a place and I'm in my comfort zone, I feel like this confidence, uh, this motivation to go and do and try, and I'm doing things with this extra oomph to it. But then when I feel myself overwhelmed by life or I'm pushed a little bit outside my comfort zone, I, I begin to sense this change in my perception about how I even see myself. I start getting, I feel myself making myself smaller, pulling in. I feel shame coming in and... I start to see myself as as incapable and I start feeling like this insecurity now coming over me and changing how I see others, mm-hmm. well, how I see myself and how I think others see, see me. Mm-hmm. And that just really prompted me to think like, how mu- how about other people? How about our listeners? How does How are they impacted in their time of need? Mm. How do they see themselves in their time of need? Because I think there's a difference between how we see ourselves when we're in a place of comfort yeah. versus how we see ourselves in our time of need. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on my Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in a more more excellent excellent way. Wow, man, that... That is real good. And that even hits home for my own self. It's like amazing, you know, when you just kind of get to the place where it's like, I can't conquer all the things right now and I need help. And I've tapped out on my own resources, whether it's like because of something impacting me through pain or a sense of loss or stress or fear or even insecurities, like I can't push beyond my usual comfort zones and I need help. Like, how am I seeing myself? And I don't know. That's really good, James. Like, so I guess in a sense, it's like, all right, I've tapped out. I'm beyond my own personal resources. Like, how do I then, you know, turn to my spouse and say, hey, I need you to step into that space. Like, how am I viewing myself? And or if it's not a spouse, a friend or, you know, just someone else. Yeah. It takes me back. It makes me think about, of course, y'all have heard me talk about this many times, how in creation, when mankind was in this place of shalom and this peace and security, it doesn't necessarily tell us exactly, well, we don't, like Adam doesn't describe himself, but we do see like when he, even though he has, even in a good place though, God says not good that man should be alone. Right. But then when Adam sees Eve, he's a bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken from me. In other words, it's like I cherish her like I cherish myself. And he pulls her in. And then in Genesis 2.25, and it says like this, again, they're both naked and they had no shame. In other words, hey, I'm completely wide open. You can see me and it's not even a problem. There's no issues. There's nothing. I feel like there's a flaw that I got to hide from you. Right. You just see me and it's okay. We can take each other in, in complete vulnerability. Mm -hmm. But of course we see later on in Genesis chapter three, that after they sinned, 
that it talks about like the that the man thing. and woman that they heard that, that they heard God in the garden and they mm-hmm. they they immediately hid from his presence behind a bush. Oh, yeah. But of course mm-hmm. after they fell to, don't forget, like they saw that they were naked, their eyes were open, they saw that they were naked. They were and they naked. Made, they took fig leaves and covered <laughs> yeah. themselves. So all of a sudden, wait a minute, this is an uncomfortable place. This is a place I'm not used to. I've, there's something in me I don't want you to see now. Right. I've got to cover myself. Right. So what was once celebrated as like this beautiful, intimate expression. It's now like there's this shame, this guilt, and I've got to hide and I've got to cover, cover, but not only from this person, but also from God. Yeah. And I yeah. think that same pattern can happen to us in life in big ways and small ways. We all suffer trauma in one way or another, mm-hmm. some bigger than others. And definitely trauma can make us feel like were, that we've been broken and there's something about us that's not right. Or maybe it portrays our trust about other people to be there for us in our time of need. Because trauma usually means you were supposed to be a safe other who took care of me, who showed up for me. Mm. But in some way, either you violated that safety by hurting me mm-hmm. or you violated this relationship by abandoning me and neglecting me in my time of need, mm-hmm. right? Just not being available. Uh-huh. Right. And it's amazing how just not even those things in life, but maybe we suffer disappointment or we've been going along with life and winning at life. And then all of a sudden we don't win at something. We don't do well. We don't succeed or we fail. And it brings up this place in us like, whoa, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Yeah. Really? Who am I in this place? Yeah. It's one thing to like, when I am winning and feel like I'm succeeding, man, I see myself so good. I want other people to see me, look at me, mm-hmm. I invite people into that. Yeah, I was going to say, and when you are naturally like succeeding at things, people will take notice and come around, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like that question. You're like, who am I then when I feel like I am not? Yeah. Because maybe no one is showing up. Maybe no one is around. Can I go with this mm-hmm. one? I think so. Even today on this podcast, it's literally. I hope that we're kind of pushed to look at ourselves. Like, I want you to think about this question: When life hits and maybe takes a negative turn or something comes up, whatever, mm-hmm. we could be overwhelmed by stress. Maybe something happened where we got overlooked uh-huh. or turned down or rejected yeah. or we shot for something and we didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Could it be even if you started like something new and it's just stress stretching yes, you beyond go. your bounds? I have a good story about that. Okay. I don't know if I should tell that one. But, but yeah. Okay. I think that is it, Nicola. And here's the question. When I'm in that place and my boundaries of what I'm capable of or my emotional resources or my cognitive resources or my physical ability, whatever, I've been pushed. How do you see yourself in that place? Mm-hmm. When you're in a place of need because you've been depleted or whatever, how do you see yourself in that place? Mm-hmm. That's a very important question. And why I think that question is so important, because how you see yourself in that place, I think, determines if you will reach out for help or even how you reach out for help. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want to try to make this Mm. very practical. And I'm the the best way I can make it practical is to be personal about me. So I'll tell us a little story about even me today. We've moved into a new counseling office. And so everybody's setting up stuff and... I've built some furniture for the office and like that made me feel confident. Like, whoa, I built these new pieces of furniture <laughs> yeah. for my office. This is awesome. And my wife is even putting in orders. Yeah. <laughs> then it came time to mount a TV on the wall. Simple process, two screws. <laughs> but I've never done it before. There's still beams in the wall. 
And I'm literally like, wait a minute, if I mess this up, I'm going to let my team down. I'm like, I'm, I'm making this big dramatic thing. building is going to come down, yeah, James, yeah. you messed it up. And I've never <laughs> done it before. So now it's like my right. confidence pulls in and I'm scared and I'm second guessing myself. Mm. And so I start to get ready to hang this, this, this TV on my wall, Nicola. Mm-hmm. And it starts going wrong. And I'm like, oh no, I feel it. You're dun, failing, dun, James. Dun. You're messing up <laughs> and everybody's going to see your mess up because there's going to be these big holes in the wall. <laughs> and I immediately like start, I feel myself start pulling in oh and panicking gosh. and this negative view of self. And it doesn't just with the TV. I'm almost like, oh my gosh, how are you going to even counsel anybody? Today? How are you going to do this? <laughs> oh, stop, stop with the empathy right now. Let's <laughs> just like... And I go into this like, uh. hurry up. Fix it, clean it up. Don't let no one see this. And I'm uh-huh, like, of course, are no. You doing James, <laughs> right? Oh boy. Um, and even just how quickly that happened, and I wow. didn't want to reach for help. It was like I want to close my office door so no one comes by and <laughs> they see this. And immediately, uh, one of the guys who really knows how to do this, he comes by. He asks about it, and I'm like, and I like automatically the moment he shows up, <laughs> I don't ask him like, hey, to check it if it's right. I'm like, hey, it's not perfect. It's that perfect. Don't see it. Don't see me. In Don't a way, judge. It's like, I want to push the TV up against the wall so he doesn't see how irreflected the screws look, how they went oh, in. Lordy. Right. And it's like he pulls it out to look and check and everything. I'm like, what are you doing? It's gonna- Don't expose me. And that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly what happens to our place of need. That was your fig tree and like. Your fig leaf, like well, don't remove my fig but leaf. That's what happens to in our place of need. We get exposed. Yeah. In a way. And and so what happens though is I call it exposed and I say that so negatively. But why do I say that negatively? Because I see myself negatively in that place. Mm. So it reveals really how I see my I say it, it reveals some a part of me. A part, yeah. That when I'm succeeding, I don't have to deal with, I don't have to see until something pushes my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like what do I do with this place? Mm-hmm. And I think the way, the way we tend to do as people to do, to deal with that place is two ways. One is we like activate and we kick it, we kick our things up a notch. Well, I'll outwork it. Yeah. Or, Let me grab my bootstraps, pull them tighter. Or it's like when we're in our place of need, we reach out to people in a way to get them to validate us or make us feel better to support us. But mm. we still don't show them really our vulnerability sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's just like, and then, then what happens is we start attacking them because they're somewhere failing us. You're not getting this right. You're not doing that. But we're not really showing sometimes. I'm just, you know, we're not really showing the vulnerability and saying like, you know what? I am so scared, like, because of what happened at work. I feel like I'm failing, like I'm a failure. We don't usually say that. It's, you need don't, you don't support me. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, like, where did that come from? It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you should just know. But then you could also tell or so that's one way we activate. But then sometimes I think we deactivate, meaning like it's like, you know what? I feel this moment happening. The best thing I could do. I can't really reach for you. I need to shut it down. Shut it down. I need to shut down Mm -hmm. my needs. I need to shut down my emotions because if this all gets out of control, I'll end up needing you. I will actually need you. Mm -hmm. But if I can shut my emotions down and you might reject me, but if I can shut my emotions down, then hopefully I won't ever really need to actually have to reach for you. Wow. Yeah. Those are two things that I just really thought about it. And, and so how you see yourself in that place, once again, will determine if you even reach. And if you do reach, how will you reach out for help? Will you invite someone to see you there? 
when you don't even like yourself there? No, I don't think common sense says, I don't even like myself here. Why would I want to ask you to be here with me when I don't even like myself in this place? Hmm. So then I think we try other ways to get people to love us. Hmm. In a way, we hope they can love us on our strengths so that they never have to see that we don't need that. It makes up for needing their love and our vulnerability. I'm going to say that one again. I know. It's like we try and work really hard. We can either try and work really hard to get people to love us in our strengths to help make up for not allowing people to love us and our vulnerability. Wow. And I think we could do that to God. We do that to our spouse. We can do that to our kids. We can do that to our friends. We can do that to our coworkers, or, you know, neighbors and church members. It's like, see all the good I do. And hopefully that will fill my love tank. But the truth really is that our love tank doesn't get filled truly in our, because it doesn't change how we see it. If you only love me when I succeed, when, yeah. then all I verify to myself is the only way you will be loved is when you're succeeding or doing right. well or you're in a positive light. But man, I tell you, when love is most transformative is when you are in your broken place. Yeah. And someone comes into that place and says, I see the mess. I see the brokenness, but I love you. Right. And I'm there for you. Right. And I want to meet your need. And I mean, that's why I think I, I love that scripture says that, you know, scarcely for a good man would anyone die. Ne- never for a sinner. But why? But but God proves his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, mm, Christ died for it. God saying like, I didn't wait for you to get it right. Mm-hmm. I came into your brokenness and got you. Jacked that up, broke down, messed up. You. Mm-hmm. Not that you performed or did some act or you, you did all these laws and commands. Mm. You messed up. You failed. And I loved wow. you. That's the beauty of the law in some ways. It's like, I bring you to a place, you failed, you didn't get it right, but here's love. Wow. Because our hearts need that. Like we need to be loved in our pain. We need to be loved in our hurt. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean like someone just glosses it over and be like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. But it says that love does not rejoice in evil, it rejoices with the truth. In other words, because I love Love you, you. Mm -hmm. I want to come in and address this issue. But also because I love you, I'm also going to celebrate with you as you're working to overcome the struggles in your life, you know, mm. um, because what I think our human tendency to expect is in our brokenness and our need, you're going to reject me. Mm. That just makes sense for you to reject me. I messed up. I failed. I broke your trust or I'm not so awesome. You know, wow. it's that insecurity just it sneaks its head up. That shame comes up and it just slaps us and, you know, and makes us want to go high. Mm. Right. I don't know. Mm. That's good. It's almost like then, I don't know, this hit me my my gut. <laughs> then I kind of envision that sense of even when you're standing strong or given this appearance of strength, it's still a deep fragility that's even there mm-hmm. because it's like I have to keep it in this zone and that mm-hmm. feels so heavy as I even think about that for my own self. Like, man, you know, even thinking about where just the other day I reached out to someone and was like, Hey, I think I need some help, you know? And I was in an okay space. Um, I was getting behind on things cause I needed to finalize my wrap up my classes and, and, and things like that. And they were like, no, I, I can't do it today. But, and that's all I saw. <laughs> no, I can't do it today. So it's just like reaffirming, don't ask for help, you know, just keep it up. And then the following week when I really, really need it. And I'm like, this is probably the space she's talking about. I can do it 
because it was like, but I can do it some other time. Like, this is probably the space. But by then, everything was just a hot mess. And I'm like, I certainly can't even halfway clean it up. So say, come in and help me with the other part that I need help with. So it's like I stayed in that place of being fragile, Mm. you know, being um, having that need, but just like we suffer through our needs sometimes because it's like, well, I don't want anyone to really see me mm. at this low point. Like, why have you come in at this low point? The point where I need you the most or need someone the most, need my spouse the most, need my, my mother or my father or my sister or my brother the most. Like, this is a space where I'm just going to like push them out. Mm. like no it's too messy right here it's too 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 complicated it's too too much I'm too much there's too much going on around my around me and you know we have all these different things and we just pop back out when we think we feel strong but yet we're walking in such fragility because this can happen again at any moment and then what next Mm. I like that I I think when you said that it's like when the the word I heard in that place was like Sometimes, sometimes strength is really a facade. Because, mm. mm-hmm. like, under, like, you see, like, you can see this armor on the outside, but, like, there's, like, this, all this pain on the inside. Pain on the inside. And the armor is, like, a way of, like, don't see this. Don't mm-hmm. see this. Don't. Cause, mm-hmm. I don't but I think in that, it's like, you know, in my weakness, we talk about where does my strength come from? Where does my health come mm. from? Even so, you know, that's where it's like, Okay, Lord, here's my weakness. And if we can even take that model, is that here's my weakness, Lord, and he can come in. But also he's not like wanting to just come in only by himself. He's wanting to, us to utilize the resources and the people that he's allowed to love us and be around us for us to reach out to that, to those resources as well. You know, the sense of he wants to strengthen us. And he wants to strengthen us by his empowering us with his spirit and his presence and also saying, hey, pick up the phone and try again and call out to this person to help fulfill this kind of need. Mm. You know, like fostering again, God and others, God and others, because we're part of the body and we need we need each other because we have needs. And I don't know. It's just like. We're going to have to do a follow-up on this one because immediately the third verse, and I know there's so much theological work to do with it, but it's like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But then Jesus says, he could have left it alone. Every good Jew would have said, you've quoted the Shema, Mm. we're good. But he didn't stop. Love your neighbor. Got it. Good addition, Rabbi. Stop. Nope, he didn't. Ask yourself. Mm. And that just throws us off. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. Because, yeah, I wouldn't even go to that. We might have to do a number two. I know, because I've wrestled with this part. Like, yeah, love, the, yeah. love your neighbor as you love yourself. Can we just love our neighbor? Oh, okay. All right. A more excellent point then, huh? <laughs> but I think the point today in all of this is just, one, we want to make space for you to take time and just really think about when the last time maybe where you were overwhelmed with stress or you were in pain, your fears came on, maybe there was something that you you failed at or you you felt rejected in, in that place, how do you see yourself? What are the words that maybe go through your head about yourself, how you describe would describe yourself in that place? Maybe what images of yourself do you see in that place? Like if you were to look at your posture or your affect, your face or responses, 
what, how would you be seeing yourself in that space? And then when you're in that space and you're seeing yourself in that place of vulnerability and need, what do you do with it? What do you do in that place? You know, do you, do you, do you reach out to God? Do you reach out to others? Do you pull in? Mm -hmm. You kind of make these angry protests for people to, to some way see you, see you show up for you, but maybe not necessarily see you. They show up for you or support you or do something for you to reassure you that you're loved or that you're worthy. Mm. But you don't ever really, let, but maybe you don't let them see your vulnerability. I don't know. That's good. We're just trying to process and explore. Definitely. Um, that place. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so maybe it's not necessarily an excellent point, but an excellent pondering point. There you go. Sometimes we need to just pause and, and ponder. And I think the best thing that we can do for ourselves in our relationship with God and others is to become, become aware. So yeah, ponder as um, James just brought those up, you know, how am I seeing myself when I'm in this space and what truth um, and wisdom that God has to offer me um, to replace even, or to help me grow and, and for him to come in and strengthen me and use people and other resources to help me to grow through this space. So I want to also add this just to make sure, just in case anybody's like, well, what does it matter how you see yourself in a way? Like, just remember who God is. True. True. But I think there's a difference when you know and? that you're a child of the king, mm -hmm. that you're a saint in Christ, how you go to him versus if you're not really one of his and how you go to him. There's a whole lot of a difference in how my daughters come to me in their need and how a stranger's child comes to me. Mm. My daughter's is like, that's I expect my, you to do this. In a way, like, and it is like, it's a little bit, I'm his daughter. Mm -hmm. He loves me. I can show up and be comforted by him. But it's like, you know, and I think that's, that matters even for us. Like, but if you see yourself as, God, I'm not worthy. In a sense of, I'm not, a, I'm not a blood bought, redeemed, child of yours. I've been adopted into the family and it's going to change. I think really how you approach his throne of grace and mercy. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this does matter. And how do you see yourself? Because it will affect how you, how you allow God to come in and, and let him see you in that place. But it does matter how you see God as well too. And we'll do an episode on that as well. Yeah. But today we just want to take time specifically. How do you see yourself? And just how important that is and how you see yourself and how that affects if you reach out to God and to others and how you will reach out to God and to others. Yeah. I mean, even the portion where you just shared Psalms 139 helps us with that. It says, search me and know, and know me, you know, and point out the ways that are in me. It's like God knows what's already in us and for us to become aware. That's we need to know. Yeah, we need to know. We need to see our habits, our tendencies, our our drawbacks and our things that cause us to push forward. And so that we can better ask even from him, you know, um, point me in a way that is everlasting, Lord. So, all right. Sad. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. 
You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.